1: Like be patient because Mm -hmm. the job that you do, you're, I mean, there's so many things to learn. Just be patient because it's going to take time, but it's going to be worth it at the end of the day. So it just can, it's the reminders that I keep getting. It's the universe telling me like, Hey, be open to this, slow Mm -hmm. down, understand that you're not going to be an expert overnight. And even if you are an expert, people are still going to question your judgments. Right. And that's where confidence comes in. Like, yeah, check your ego at the door. But balance, you're, you have to be confident in whatever you do, because, mm-hmm. man, people will buy into confidence even yeah. if you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition.
1: Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. Today's been a good day already, and I haven't even gone to work yet. I did some man stuff in the garage. Yeah, spent spent a bunch of money on some tools because I'm getting ready to start restoring my grandpa's old truck. So, what kind of truck is it? It's a 1951 Ford F1. It's an old Air Force truck. F150. No F1. Shit, dude, that sounds like a fighter jet. Yeah, they got, they had, it was an F1 and then it went to like in 1953, they were F100s and then they didn't start getting designated to F150 until like, I don't know, the 70s or the 80s. -hmm. So yeah, I needed like uh, an impact driver and then an air, a giant air compressor. I found one at a garage sale and. Nice. Probably needed like a hammer. Well, I had all that. I needed some big sockets. Big so- yeah, sockets are good. Yeah, for the socket wrench, just good, man. It felt good. Yeah, like, man, doing get my garage all squared away. Yeah, better put a lock on that garage. Oh, I got a lock on it. You got like a ring system? No. Thought about getting one though. I'll shoot you yeah. a link. Yeah, cool, man. I'll, we'll, we'll drop. We'll drop a link below in the podcast too. <laughs> for,
0: uh, yeah,
1: in the description. Yeah, in the description below for a <laughs> ring. Yeah. Yeah, man.
0: That's, that's cool to hear.
1: Yeah. You want to hear a fun story? It's a very yeah. short, fun story. My first, uh, first uh, like night shift as a ranger, and we were cleaning our day-use bathroom, and lo and behold, what did we find in the bathroom? Mm-hmm. A solid, like, gram of weed just sitting on top of the toilet paper dispenser, like, loose, not even in a baggie. And I was like... Nice first shift. I find drugs. That's uh, what what a what a lucky day. Are you the man when you come back? Be like, bust open the doors, and it's like (laughs) playing. (laughs) This guy (laughs) just got the drugs. Yeah, I made a huge drug bust. Yeah, eighties drug bust music. Yeah, pretty. That's exactly how it went down. But I was just like, man, who leaves? Who leaves just loose? Like a pile too. It wasn't yeah. like scattered. It was in a pile. Yeah. So, yeah, it was maybe They were too though. high. and They forgot. That's exactly what I thought. I was <laughs> like, they, they must have been a little bit too created uh, and just forgot yeah. it was there. Yeah. So that's, yeah. No, that's yeah, that's me. Yeah, crazy. Well, man, I had. Uh, that's cool here. I had.
0: I had a uh, bacon pan. Make bacon and pancakes this morning. Bacon pancakes. Making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a
1: pancake. You had a, I mean, you had a refuel from your competition yesterday. Yes. You had a it was, competition. It was quite warm. What kind of competition and was it? It was CrossFit. Have you heard of it? Tiddly, Tiddlywinks.
0: Mm-mm. CrossFit. Have you heard <laughs> oh, of that? Yeah. No.
1: What is it? What's CrossFit? It's
0: like it's the only up. workout system that anybody ever needs to do ever <laughs> because it's the best. You have to wear knee sleeves and yeah. belts and stuff and then you pick up barbells a bunch and dumbbells yeah. a bunch and you throw yourself on the ground and you mm-hmm. get back up and it's really good for you. It's really, really good for you. Yeah. It's just I really heard that good,
1: good, good for everything in your body. You have, you have to have a Velcro weight belt um, mm-hmm. so you can get it on and off really fast. Yeah. 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 Um, and then you have to wear, you have to have multiple pairs of shoes, one yeah. for lifting and one for cross training and then yeah. you could have running shoes too if you want. So yeah. Chalk. And a lot of chalk. Yeah, Chalk everywhere. So anyway, it
0: was a CrossFit competition. It was a lot of fun and it was very different. It was very well run. I enjoyed it. And they had a cool workout. Usually workouts are like barbell bike, pull-ups, things like that, which is cool. Uh, But they had like strongman competition. It was like the whole thing was like this, a freak show that was like old days, days, circus days, days. like Mm -hmm. freak show. So they had a strongman aspect to it where We had to like do um, farmer's carries with heavy deadlifts um, Mm -hmm. with axle bars, which was cool. And then like transfer sandbags back to a wheelbarrow and then push the wheelbarrow and then
1: transfer sandbags back. And then we got to do a log press with the logs, which
0: is pretty cool. I saw some
1: videos uh, that Jess took of you doing the X. I was like, man, that would be the one CrossFit competition that I would probably do okay at, or at least that event. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we got
0: we got first in that event
1: because I knew yeah. how to fucking sling
0: a wheelbarrow. A lot of people had trouble, like oh, hell yeah, running it down and then like twit turning it without it yeah. tipping or like yep. being very careful. And I was just like, and you just when you're turning a wheelbarrow, you pull back against it when there's a heavy load because of yeah. physics, and yep. then you just let it ride with the momentum Damn, and then just keep it going. God, so we got we got first in that. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Way. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. You haven't competed so, in a while, uh, so that was cool to see. Yeah, well, they haven't been competitions anyway, so... Yeah. I have a question for you. Okay. Chocolate chip pancakes or blueberry pancakes?
1: Why not both?
0: Chocolate chips and blueberries. Dude, you know what? I woke up, and that's what I said today. I, I had both. I had blueberry
1: and chocolate if chip. If I had to pick one, though, I'd pick chocolate chip. Me too. Yeah, I love blueberries. Don't get me wrong, but... I I mean, chocolate chip pancakes. Just can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong. No, you don't fuck with tradition.
0: You ready for our next segment?
1: Yeah, I'm. It's called
0: Ready News. Fucking news. The good fucking news. New Australian marine parks will protect an area twice the size of the Great Barrier Reef. So the Australian government has moved to create two new marine protected areas that covers an expanse of ocean twice the size of the Great Barrier Reef Marine Park. The two parks will be established around Christmas Island and Coco's Island in the Indian Ocean to the northwest of continental Australia. The new wow. parks covers 286,000 square miles of
1: ocean. That's insane. Isn't that
0: a lot? That's a lot of water. Yeah, that's awesome, though. So um, there's a quote here. Christmas and Coco's Islands are uniquely Australian and globally significant. They're protecting now. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere like them on Earth, says Michelle Grady, a director of Pew Charitable Trusts, most famous for its annual Red Crab Uh, migration Christmas Island was referred to as one of the ta was one of the 10 natural wonders of the world by David Attenborough himself
1: Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: it's thriving rainforest deserted beaches and fringing reef provide a haven for unique and rare seabirds land crabs and marine life so that's pretty significant that's a lot a lot yeah
1: That's really cool. I wonder, does that mean? I mean, people obviously you can't fish. You can't. Yeah, you like, can't do anything on it. I'm assuming they don't have details
0: of what it's protecting, but I'm assuming like I wonder if you waters. can still like scuba dive or I think you should be able to with like. I mean, in my mind, like a permit or like for science. Yeah, and that's so,
1: that's that's really great. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Yeah, I read that stuff about the rhinos this morning. Yeah, so that was a good pick me up. Thank you for that.
0: Good. So, um, and there's also other good news a lot about animals about um how we've in the past ten years we've protected forty two percent more land on uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. on earth than the previous decade, which is great, yeah, that so, is really
1: good animals are it. cool, yeah, our beautiful but, planet, and we only have one of it, yeah, and that yeah. was your good fucking news so what are we' talking about today, Corey. Yeah, we're talking about something that I have been experiencing recently, and I had to I had to spend some time processing through. And it's the role of your pride and your ego in a learning experience. This is any kind of learning experience, really. So the backstory is fairly simple. Um, obviously, I... Uh, have moved into a new role as park ranger, right? So it's totally different from anything I've ever done. Been a social worker for six years, went to school for that, so on and so forth. And so recently I've been experiencing some learning curves, like big learning curves. And I've been struggling with just the amount of information that I am, am having to process because not only do I have to learn this information I have to direct other people to do jobs Uh, and I don't always know what the jobs entail and something that I know that I can do and that I'm good at is dealing with people in conflict resolution and over Memorial Day weekend I got into my first real conflict as a park ranger and the long story short I'll spare the gory details Um, uh, A gentleman was not happy about a rule that I was enforcing with his child, and um, he wanted to make a stink about it, and he was very, very disgruntled. And so the part that was frustrating for me was when he became so disgruntled, I was removed from the situation. Um, I couldn't go and try to solve the situation. I couldn't go and try to make him happy again. I was just pulled away. And that felt really frustrating for me. And it took some time for me to think about it and some conversations to have about it because it was like, this is what I feel like I can do. I can talk to people. I can resolve conflict. I can do this. I might not be able to do some of this other stuff, but I can do this. And so when that was sort of removed from me, when that was taken away and everybody saw it taken away, it was a huge shot to my ego and my pride because that's what I was taking pride in. And that's, again, that's what I can do. And so I was up, I was pretty upset about that for a few days. Like, Why did I get pulled away? And like I had it explained to me, you know, if you were to go and try to solve this problem and you the guy was pissed and he was threatening to sue me and all like all this stuff and put like report to the news and whatever. And the explanation I got was, well, we're just trying to protect you. Because you can't win this no matter if you're right or wrong, you're not going to win this. And again, it was really frustrating and so it, it took a few days for me to finally figure out that they were right in pulling me out of the situation because my pride told me that I can do this. I can resolve conflict, but and my ego tells me all these that I'm good at it, too. But this is a different situation. These aren't kids that I've worked with for a year and I have a relationship with. These are adults that are stuck in their ways and they don't care who you are. They don't care what you say. And so the situation was different. But the problem was I wasn't open to understanding that because my my ego was in the way. It was telling me, no, you can do this. Just go talk to the guy. You can figure it out. But there was no figuring it out at that point, really. And so that's that was the the genesis of this idea of pride and ego getting in the way of a learning experience. Because if I would have just taken a step back and checked my ego, I could have moved on from that sooner. And maybe it would have, I don't know, maybe it would have gone differently. I'm not sure. Um, But... Yeah. Can you think of a time where you've experienced this type of situation? Maybe not like obviously that same context, but where you feel like it's been hard for you to take feedback or learn a new thing because you already feel like you know that thing. Yeah, I think it happened a lot, especially when I was beginning to coach.
0: I think I took really good feedback um, from Jeremy quite often. Um, cause it always felt really constructive, but there were times where I felt like I was getting along. I was like weeks into the process. And there was one time where they like, like filmed me as like coaching. So I could like see myself and fix things. I, I hated that. Mm-hmm. I hated it so much that I, like I walked out of the room. Oh <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is stupid. Like I, I, I don't like, I don't care because I knew like, and I only reacted that way because they were telling me what I was doing wrong. And I knew I was doing them wrong. And it was really, really frustrating to me mm-hmm. that, like, I don't need you to tell me that because I know. Mm-hmm. But they were still telling me it. Um, but I needed to hear it. Um, and it was a huge ego thing. And even now, like, in a new job as a physical therapist, like, in my mind, like, I feel like I'm I'm doing things right. But when someone else tells me or shows me a different way. Um, there is like an initial like wall, but then it's quickly, usually quickly dissipated with like either, you know, whatever, there's like a million different ways to do this job. Um, and you know, usually you're not doing anything wrong. It's just, Mm -hmm. what can you do better? Yeah. Um, so with that type of perspective, that helps, but definitely early on, um, coaching I was like always not always, but often in that situation where I was, it's, it's just a learning curve.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Coaching rugby, it, it was just a huge, huge learning curve. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's not even someone telling you you're wrong, just e- experiencing loss, whether it be losing a match or several matches or like um, not being able to teach that client a certain mm-hmm. thing. And it's been like four sessions. Like yep. kipping pull ups, I remember. Like I just you feeling wrong, um,
1: is is kind of equal as being told wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think that the biggest thing that this brought back into uh, more clarity for me is that the importance of taking a step back from these situations when you're receiving feedback or whatever, whatever the whatever the situation may be and figuring out what you can learn from it. Because even if you think you know everything about whatever it is, chances are somebody else probably knows more than you. Yeah. And even, even if somebody doesn't know more than you, they might know a better way to do it. And so thinking that your way is the only way and it's the right way, um, is sort of, it's your ego. Uh, it's, it's your ego talking. Cause we all want to be experts in whatever it is that we do. But, we in that pursuit of expertise, we forget that someone else may have important things or beneficial things for us. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, this was a big reminder for me that I have to be open to these learning experiences and not try to copy the people that maybe I look up to that do the job that I do. It's, it's, It's important for you to maintain who you are. So do your job and be you because at the end of the day, you don't know everything. I don't know everything. But if I am not true to myself and I try to fake it, people are going to see right through it and it's going to be bullshit anyway. And so being confident in the fact that you don't know it all and that you're open to learning more. Well, in my opinion, so I've implemented this in the last few days and I've just, I don't know, it's like my, my, my brain membranes, my brain mouth is open to more knowledge food Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's made a, I mean, it's just made a big difference. Like even with, like I work with a lot of younger kids, like, you know, 18, 19 year olds and in all reality, I probably know more than they do about a lot of things but they still might have an idea that is beneficial or useful so being open to that type of stuff yeah they see things that you don't too and yeah like yeah totally yeah so my takeaway is be yourself because you're awesome and Don't pretend to know everything because people will see right through it. Take a step back. Check your ego at the door, especially, I mean, at all times, really, because nine times out of ten, your ego isn't going to help you. Yeah. So. I would say that's true. I mean, ego in in a lot of ways just clouds
0: the benefit of learning. Mm -hmm. Right. And I guess that's the point. We're not always right. And that's okay. That doesn't mean you can't be good at your job or good at whatever thing you're doing. It's like yesterday we took fourth at our competition. Mm-hmm. And I for sure we got like third, at least third. And so when she came and told us fourth, I was like, what? <laughs> but I was like, what? Do I think that there's no one better than me here? Like there's other dudes that are doing great. Yeah. There's always going to be someone better than you, no matter what. Someone that knows more has been doing it longer, but that doesn't mean that you're not good at your job or you can't obtain that one day or you don't have anything to, you know,
1: contribute. I think that's why we see so many and we see like for me, I see it almost on a daily basis with, you know, people think they know more than somebody else. And so they Mm -hmm. sit there and they sort of like passive aggressively argue about it. Yeah. Um, And at the end of the day, does it really matter if we follow Joe Bob's plan or if we follow, you know, Susan's plan, does it really, does it matter? No, it doesn't. As long as the job gets done the right way and it's safe, I don't care how we do it. Like realistically, as, as long as you're following the policies and procedures and whatever you're, you know, organization is set in place be open to different yeah. ways to do it I, and that's the way i i'm a questioner i question things why do we do it that way and that's why most of my supervisors either really like me or they really hate me and sometimes it changes because <laughs> it's like why do we do it that way though and is there a better way to do it if, yeah if we if we can explore it why aren't we so that shows yeah. that you are you want to
0: learn though and you are learning and it's okay to be questioning that mm-hmm. I mean, you should be, especially if you're in the pursuit of being good at whatever you want to do. Yeah, and it's OK to be wrong, too, because that's how you learn. Right. You never no one ever, ever achieved anything without
1: being wrong and sucking at it and being patient too. like when you want to learn new stuff. I think I get frustrated a lot, especially with sports. I find this if I'm not good at it, like almost right away or if, if I'm not, if I, if I can't be competitive at it, mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. Right. It's not fun for me. Um, and something I'm having to like, uh, teach myself, uh, over and over right now is like mm-hmm. because the job that you do, you're, I mean, there's so many things to learn. Just be patient because it's going to take time, but it's going to be worth it at the end of the day. So it just can, it's the reminders that I keep getting. It's the universe telling me like, Hey, be open to this, slow down. Mm-hmm. Understand that you're not going to be an expert overnight. And even yeah. if you are an expert, people are still going to question your judgments. Right. And that's where confidence comes in. Like, yeah, check your ego at the door, but balance your, you have to be confident in whatever you do. Cause mm-hmm. I, man, people will buy into confidence. Even yeah. if you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it also kind of like is a mirror of like, you know, effort too. like, you don't have to be the most skilled at a sport. But if you give a lot of effort, you're gonna be pretty valuable. Yeah. Putting a hundred, right?
1: yeah. The what is the old the the saying is uh hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah, yeah. And that's I think that's absolutely true. Yep, totally. I am I uh, uh, uh man, I'm gonna talk about my YMC YMCA basketball league right now, but I am not the most talented <laughs> basketball player, but I sure do work hard, so I'm somewhat competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Man, have you ever heard of Dennis Rodman? You should get Dennis Rodman's jersey because all that, <coughs> I, that
0: dude didn't really know how to score basketball, but he worked so fucking dude, hard to get rebounds. Yeah, I rebounds, just finished watching. one
1: championships. The Last Dance. I just finished watching The Last Dance. Oh man, that was wild. I didn't realize how I don't know. It was just kind of crazy, total sc- rabbit hole here. But like mm-hmm. the the supporting cast that MJ actually had. Like Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman, dude. He was the guy that was always there. Yeah. Even though he was nuts, I mean, the guy was like off his rocker. He still is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he was. He worked his ass off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's one of those dudes that could just like come in and do it and then go party. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He uh he, he had, had the motor energy. that never quit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah. had everybody. I mean, Steve Kerr, like the surrounding. Supporting cast. That's why it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense with all this LeBron hate, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, man. everybody Lakers are
0: so bad. Everybody needs help. This Lakers yeah. this year, that yeah, they were all hurt, but. Yep. Even throughout his career in the Cavaliers and everything, it's like everybody needs that help, that
1: supporting I, cast. No matter how I think good people you forget are. that. Yeah, people forget that. Yeah. I everybody. think we learned that especially when we were playing rugby in college. I it seemed like when we were just kicking ass. We had like two guys that carried the team. That's how it seemed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we learned very quickly that it was a full team effort because right. when those guys left, but other key players who weren't maybe like the, the stars, when they left as well, mm-hmm. the level overall, the level of play just completely diminished. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. You need like, okay,
0: LeBron is like, Okay, I'm going back to LeBron. But LeBron yeah. is like Mecca basketball player, at least he was at the time of mm-hmm. like when he was on the Cavaliers, his second stint. But mm-hmm. overall, if you look at championship teams, they are like they're not the best at any any place, but they're not the mm-hmm. worst in anywhere, any area either. They're like yeah. third, fourth, second place all across the board. And that's what wins. Yeah. That's like what in the CrossFit competition. We got first, second, sixth, and seventh in our workouts. And mm-hmm. then the winning team got like fourth, third, fifth, fourth, and they won. Oh, wow. So like that's what wins. Like you gotta be like pretty good at everything. Yeah. And not like really good at something and then sucky at another thing. Cause that just it doesn't doesn't equal, you know, production. Yeah.
1: So just be, like Derrick Henry on the Titans, just because he was the, you know, I don't know, he wasn't the league MVP, but he was the rushing champ for like two years straight. The Titans still didn't get past the they didn't get to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I mean, look at all the great
0: rushers in history and how much production their team has had as far as wins. It hasn't been that much. Yeah. You know, Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith. Yeah. So bringing it back
1: to bringing it back to the point, (laughs) coming full circle and digressing back um, out of the hole. Yep. Having that supporting cast and but working together, like understanding Mm -hmm. who your main players are. And everyone's going to have that in a workplace. You're going to know who the LeBrons are. You're going to know who the Derrick Henry's are of your workplace or your life. Like if you're whatever you're doing, like your sports team, anything, you're going to know who they are, but understanding where you fit. And you might be that person, but the understanding yeah. where you fit in that hierarchy and <laughs> not being a douchebag about it. <laughs>
0: God, Jesus, And like trying to get better at yourself. Like that's that's the purpose, that, right the, not not realizing that not yeah. thinking you are lebron james when you're actually yes. you know not you're
1: chris kamen so dude <laughs> all-star role player you know um something that i found really interesting was um mj Lurden in the last dance demanded excellence from the people around him and i think that's mm-hmm. also important if you're in a leadership role is you have to hold the people you're with to a a higher standard because they might not like it, but that's how you get, that's how you get good. You know what I mean? Somebody has to hold the line with standards and you might be that person. Those people still have to be open to feedback and they have to be receptive to, to criticism and, you know, checking your ego at times, but you still like, Somebody's got to hold the line because if nobody does, then it, it all, no matter what you do, it's going to, it's going to crumble. Mm-hmm. Hold the line. Hold the line. <laughs> <laughs> I like
0: it. All right. Yeah. I feel like we, we are done with this episode. This has been good. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. We touched on a lot of things. And uh, this week.